0: There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult Two Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, welcome in, come on inside. Let's sit down and get comfortable because this is where we like to have real conversations about what it means to build and grow a consulting business as a woman, especially a woman of color in your industry. And if you are tuning in again, then you already know the deal and (laughs) we have a lot to talk about. You know, this uh, week especially, and really actually, I would say the last couple of weeks, I've had a question that has come up over and over again, actually three times. And so whenever this happens, I always feel like it's a great opportunity to really bring this topic to the podcast, because if that many people are really inquiring about an issue, then more than likely they are not the only ones. And there are others out there that are also struggling with this problem. And so I thought this would be a wonderful time to discuss or talk about why your target audience can't afford your services. And then if that is the case, what do you do? (laughs) Right? Uh, You know, this often starts out as a conversation about the ability to really gain traction in your industry. And there is a Thought or belief that we often have, myself included, I have been there, where we feel as if when we have built a purpose-driven business that is based on a mission and a greater goal, then it's hard to kind of reconcile how we are... expected to generate revenue and a profit while trying to help those same people, right? And I think this is something that we struggle with unnecessarily because I do not believe that the two are mutually exclusive. You can be purposeful and, and profitable at the same time. And you can serve those that you want to serve in a way that you're able um, to transform lives and really make a significant difference over time. And you don't have to be a nonprofit in order to do that. There are many for-profit social entrepreneurs out there, um, definitely numerous (laughs) consultants in a space that are doing meaningful and purposeful work and still making an impact while generating revenue, while growing their businesses, and while building that financial stability that they need. Uh, Because at the end of the day, I always like to remind you that in order for you to make the biggest and the greatest impact on your industry or on your space, you have to have money to do it. You have to have money to do it. Even if you're a nonprofit, you have to have not money to do it. Because when you have the financial ability to do more, the access to more money, more capital, then you're able to direct that money in a way that will allow you to navigate our social you know, construct and, and our, our society as we know it, which is going to equate value with money, right? So in order for us to help others to the greatest extent, to our greatest extent, we know that we need to be profitable. We need to stay in business. We need to last for a long period of time so that we cannot just provide help in this one small fraction uh, of time, but really be able to be that support system that is there for others for longevity. So for years and decades to come, the only way to do that is to become profitable. So I want us to really think about this whole you know, conversation from the standpoint that your success, your ability to build a business that is successful, profitable, and has longevity is directly tied to your mission and your ability to serve at a greater Uh, capacity and to have a a greater impact on those that you feel are truly in need. So that is going to be the whole discussion that we're having today, but I'm not going to leave you with just a lot of kind of flighty language and positive talk. We're going to talk about how you can actually do that. And I want to share with you three ways that I feel many people can use to allow themselves to remain consistent in their walk with their mission and also generate greater profit at the same time. So there's a famous quote that says, two things remain irretrievable, that's time and a first impression. So look, when you are presenting your services to a client and you're ready to win that big lucrative contract, you want to put your best foot forward. And what better way to do that than brand collateral that showcases your high quality services in a way that stands out from the crowd. So if you're looking for a way to showcase your services, I want to offer you what I use and what I know has worked for me over time and that. That's my offer magazine template. This is literally a Canva template that all you have to do is drop in your pictures, your logos, all of your information, and then allow someone to see firsthand the level of quality that you present when you touch any project that you are working with. To download, click the link in the description and make it yours today. I promise it will be putting your best foot forward. So I wanted us to really think about this whole question and brainstorm a little bit, because if you want to address the problems that you see in your space and help the people that you care most about, then you cannot abandon your mission. We have to figure out a way for you to be able to be successful and to stay focused on those things that you want to accomplish. One of the first things that um, you can do when you're faced with this challenge is understand that there is a difference between the lack of money and the lack of willingness to invest. And this is actually something that is hard sometimes for us to accept because we can be extremely passionate about a topic. I I know that um, I am definitely guilty of that. There were some things that I wanted to focus on more heavily in my business when I first started, which had a lot to do with uh, feminine power and really utilizing that for your success in the consulting space. That was something though I found was an aspect of my practice that I was very passionate about, but maybe others were new to this concept and needed to learn more in order to fully understand what that meant. Uh, So when that is the case, it's gonna be very hard for someone to find this willingness to invest in an offer that they don't fully understand. And when you are faced with that challenge, What you have to do is think about how can I still accomplish my mission and goal, allow time for people to be educated as to why this is important, but still help them in a way that you know is going to make a difference in their lives and is going to move you closer to fulfilling the goals and the missions that you have. You have to actively listen to your audience in order to fully understand what they need and what they actually want, because it is rarely about the money. And I can tell you, although it's rally about the money, it is always, 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 always about the value. Most of us will spend money on things that we value. Don't automatically assume that the people you want to work with don't have money or don't have the necessary funds in their budget to work with you. The fact that some people don't move forward can also be a reflection of maybe their belief system or something that they are uh, going through or experiencing. So, you know, I always like to remind people that in order for someone to decide to go on a new journey, then they have to be ready to make that transition. They have to be ready to make that, uh, that commitment. We can find that Things such as a lack of self-belief, meaning that that person doesn't know whether or not they are going to be able to do what is required or uh, the difficulty in committing to change, sitting down and saying, I'm willing to do the work and I'm willing to do that work consistently Or even a fear of failure because many people who have been highly successful throughout their lives when they get to a point where they're approaching new and uncharted territory can become fearful as to what would result if they fail because that- Failure is something that is relatively a new experience for them. So don't make assumptions about whether or not someone has money to pay for the services that you offer. We never wanna make that assumption. We instead want to be willing to actively listen to explore, to ask questions, and to really engage with the clients that we want to serve so that we can better understand what their position is and allow them to reflect back to you or to state to you more directly what is creating a barrier between you and uh, and them working together or moving forward. But if we are not open to exploring that, to really understanding that, when we can make the the assumption that people just don't have money. But once again, that is rarely the case. It is often tied to whether or not the person finds value in the work for them in that moment and whether or not they believe they can carry out their end of the bargain when it comes to the engagement. So When you think about that, it helps you to navigate the sales process over the long term because then you can address, you know, these objections is what we consider them, these objections and these obstacles more directly versus making the assumption that they just don't have the money and you know, no one that <laughs> that is in my area wanna pay for my services. We don't want to have that mindset. We don't want to have those thoughts because those thoughts are judgmental. And I always tell people, stay out of someone else's pocketbook, stay out of, else, stay out of someone else's wallet Focus on what you are bringing to the table in terms of value. Allow that other person to determine whether or not that is something that meets their need and something that they want to pursue. That always creates the best client and uh, consultant relationship in the long run. So that's one of the first things is that there is a difference between the lack of money and the lack of willingness to invest. If you're finding yourself following all the successful accounts on Instagram and LinkedIn, YouTube, and you're just trying to recreate their strategies, but haven't experienced much growth, or you're consistently sharing tons of helpful content within your industry, almost burning yourself out, but you're still struggling to get potential clients to see the value of the services that you offer. Or if you're reaching out to your network and even responding to requests for proposals, but it's just not driving the leads that you want and need. If that's the case, it's time for you to be seen as the expert Expert that you are, it's time for you to make a greater impact. So, here's the deal using a cookie cutter approach won't help you stand out from the crowd or attract the aligned clients that you need to build a profitable business and create the freedom you desire to live life on your own terms. Your expertise is unique, and your approach should be also. That's why I created my signature program, Position to Excel, which is a highly focused, curriculum based personalized coaching program developed to help you accelerate the growth of your consulting business by creating a magnetic core offer, an expert personal brand to position your services to sell effectively. And unlike other programs that rely on traditional methods to attract leads, we develop a personalized approach to fill your pipeline without cold calls or reliance on referrals and RFPs. So if you're interested in taking your consulting business to the next level or starting and getting yours off the ground, visit www.excellaconsulting.com, apply for a position to excel and let's get started. Okay, now this next one is just a little bit of real talk. (laughs) Sometimes your target audience just may not be ideal for your offer. What I've seen most commonly happen Is that we communicate our offer and our services in a way that attracts people that don't meet the criteria for our services, meaning that you have an expectation as to what someone needs to have in place, what they need to bring to the table, the things that they need to know before they're able to work with you. But you fail to communicate that ahead of time. So Because your offer sounds so amazing, because it sounds so great to work with you, people reach out or people inquire about your services or fill out your uh, applications or maybe contact form or jump on a sales call, and you quickly recognize that they are not a good fit. Although they may be someone that still falls within your broader audience, they're just not ready to take that next step for the level of service that you provide. In those instances, it is most commonly due to the fact that your messaging is off. And this is true whether you are working in the B2B or B2C space, that doesn't matter. There's an aspect of messaging that occurs whether or not you are working with others who are sending you referrals. So maybe they're communicating some aspect of your service or your offer in a way that draws in or attracts the wrong people in terms of the the referral. Maybe it is a matter of you putting out information on social media, LinkedIn, et cetera, and you are communicating a message that is going to speak to a beginner versus a more advanced uh, client uh, or someone who may be a smaller business versus a larger. Those are all things that need to be incorporated and embedded in your messaging. But when you haven't done that intentionally, then what often happens is that you're communicating freely but not aligning that message with your offer and the criteria that needs to be met in order to work with you. So when those disconnects happen, you are actually calling in people who are not most qualified for your offer. And so, like I said, this commonly happens. For instance, I had uh, a client not too long ago that was struggling with this in her business, mainly because she was calling in clients that, definitely were people that she wanted to help. They were the individuals that she wanted to see grow and advance in their businesses, but they were not in the the proper space to really move ahead. They had not done the groundwork that was necessary for her to be able to help them. And so when that happens, One of the things that we often do is we begin to change our offer or we somehow begin to restructure our services. And that typically entails us lowering our price in order to do that so that we can help that person meet their goal. But what I want you to understand is that their goal may not align with yours. And so you cannot carry on your back the goals and the missions of others. In order for you to allow your mission to be accomplished, in order for you to achieve that result, you have to stay focused on that work and you have to, you know, really focus on how you can help those individuals either find the right person that they need to work with or prepare them in some way to be able to work with you at a later date. But it's easy to fix if we are able to really think about our messaging more intentionally so that you are calling in people who are aligned with your services and the offer that you are presenting to the marketplace. This is a lot of the work that I do, uh, especially in my program Position to Excel, mainly because the whole second month is geared toward the aspect of expert branding and thought leadership. And one of the things that I like to stress is that the messages that you're communicating, the information that you are putting out into the world, especially for the purposes of growing and building your consulting business, needs to align with your goals and your objective. It's going to help people to self you know, self-select and qualify themselves. There needs to be a way for them to listen to what you are saying, read what you're writing, look at the information that you're providing and determine whether or not they feel that they are a good fit. And the more and more that you can do that and you can improve that process, that is going to help you attract those individuals that may be most aligned for your offers, but maybe there is an aspect of how you are presenting those services to uh, your industry, to your marketplace that does not align with your overall goal. So in those instances, you have to consider one of two things. Either you have an offer problem or you have an audience problem when it comes to your messaging. In those instances where you have an offer problem, then maybe you do need to revamp and revise your offer so that, that that offer speaks directly to the messaging that you have been communicating. That is a possibility. But what I most commonly see is that it is an audience problem, like I mentioned before. You have to take your service or your offer and ensure that you are targeting the audience that is most qualified to. To work with you and to, and, and when I say qualified, I mean these are individuals that are going to have the greatest transformation and be most equipped to be successful using the processes, the frameworks, and the tools that you have in order to uh really generate the return on investment that has been promised. That's what I mean about being qualified. So one of two things needs to change, either your offer or your audience, but in the grand scheme of things, this is largely tied to your messaging because you want your target audience to be ideal for your offer. Now, the last uh, last point I wanted to make and the last thing I wanted to share is really just the truth is that there are going to be some situations and some circumstances where your mission centers on helping people that truly, truly, truly do not have the financial means in order to invest in your services, at least at the price point that you currently have. That can always be the case. And when this pre- this presents itself, one of the things that you can consider is to volunteer your time and your energy and your efforts. Or maybe you create another way for people to get the education that they need to grow and build their businesses so that they will get to a point where they're, you're able to provide a higher level of service. I can tell you from my, uh, my perspective, this is one of the reasons why I created the podcast. So this is my way of being able to pour out on a weekly, consistent basis, insight and knowledge that I have in some format to be able to help someone along the way. And you can think about ways that you can do the same thing. How can you possibly have a reoccurring workshop that may occur that you're helping individuals who may not be able to make that larger investment? How are you thinking about ways to share more information and more insight on your platforms, whether that is social media or YouTube or a podcast? Those are always that you can speak to the need of people who honestly, honestly, honestly cannot afford at that time to invest. And once again, this afford, quote unquote, is not always about money. It is so about an energetic expense, but maybe you want to work more intimately with clients, with businesses that may not be able to build your services into their budget at this time. Focus on things such as grant acquisition, because as you're able to acquire more money from outside sources and you have more resources to share, then you can put those toward uh, really covering the expense for those individuals. And maybe you may volunteer some aspect of your time. Also think about things such as incorporating charity into your business model. Maybe there is some level of charitable contribution that you're making from each Client that you sign that goes to helping others. That can actually be part of your business model, or even designing a a collaborative model where you are working with others at a higher level that will pay more money that will help you support your mission. There is a way to utilize maybe some of those larger contracts that you're getting and then set aside a certain amount of your time to offer a lower ticket uh, item. That can be, you know, a way for you to even productize your consulting services to create that diversity in your business model um, so that you're able to serve more individuals who are interested in your services and align with your mission. So those are different ways that you can think through that process. Um, And just repeating that once again, focusing on grant acquisition or incorporating charity in your business model or designing a collaborative model to support your mission. All of these are ways that you can think about maintaining your purpose and mission in your business, being true to that, having integrity when it comes to providing those services, and then also generating the profits and the revenue that you need to build your business and create financial stability so that it lasts over time. I do not want you to walk away from this episode and think that those two things are are not connected. They can go together. Those are two things that you can definitely do. You can be pers- purposeful and you can be profitable. So I hope this helps. If you've had this question, then I would love to know. (laughs) Um, Definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram and share your thoughts or maybe even your insight on this topic. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, The one thing that I do enjoy is working with purpose-driven consultants and other social entrepreneurs because I am definitely cut from that same cloth. (laughs) And so I, I really enjoy that work. And I know that in order for us to make the greatest impact on our industries and the world at large, we need to have money in order to do it. It's just a fact in terms of the society that we live in, the way that things the way that way things function. And then also, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you building a legacy and building wealth for yourself and your family using the knowledge that you have, the expertise that you have attained and the things that you have previously invested in such as your education certifications work history etc you are able and you should benefit from those things tremendously and i believe in the fact that it is your future and you should live it on your terms all right guys so i hope this helps if you have any questions at all bill feel free to shoot me a DM, Instagram, LinkedIn. And then also don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode, if you think someone could utilize this information for their business, um, then please, please, please share this episode with them, tell a friend. And then also if you enjoyed this episode or any others, then I would love you to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or rating on Spotify. And I think that's all. (laughs) Okay, until next time, have a great week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you. So let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit Excel at Consulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.